Okay. Uh, how should we start this one? Well, it's about college. What's college. What's college thing? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe we should tell a story about how... Should we tell the story of how we met? Did we tell that story? Oh, before? shit. I don't think we have. Well, we Let's each have see. different stories. Yeah. Different perspectives. But, like... I don't know if there's really like a set story of how we met. At least... I know the set story of me and Brandon. I don't know how like I I don't really know how specifically I met you. It's probably through film history. Yeah, I think I just history. like start. I I remember in film history, I was like, it was my first college class that film history, and um, I remember on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, my I remember like the one biggest tip of from my high school was like sit in the front row, so you can like. That that like indicates your teacher that you'll be engaged in the class on the first day, so that's what I did, and you guys were sitting in the front row, and that that was it, really. You know, I remember I talked to you guys during O week, but then, I don't know, you probably you two probably thought I was weird or something. Then we didn't really talk. <laughs> I remember talking with Brandon and Joey about horror movies, and I didn't wa- really watch horror movies at the time, mm. so I was just like listening to you guys talk about horror movies. It's like okay, cool, all right, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Well, and Brandon just... and I have a much more unique story of how we met. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. Get out. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. I want to hear well, this. All right. For the audience, uh, if you guys, if this is what we're going to start our episode with, Brandon and I actually met um, virtually before we met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in this big, there's this app called GroupMe, which I haven't used since then. Freshman but, year. Um, yeah. And basically GroupMe was this big, like, messaging platform where you can have like a like hundreds of people in one group chat and all that and there was this big one for our class of dodge that brand and i were both in and i think brand and i we would make jokes and stuff and you know be like messaging and asking people questions or whatever i still remember random people that i had conversations with at the time who i haven't spoken to since but um brandon and i noticed we both have pretty similar like uh, like a pretty similar vibe and like we both like the same stuff we both are kind of nerdy we had a little like sub um conversation with like a couple of other like kind of nerdy people who are really into like nerdy stuff buds. like st- yeah nerdy buds <laughs> was the main name of that group chat and it was like it was a fun bunch but um so brandon was one of my closest friends to begin with and we started by just like texting and and just chatting about like movies or whatever but brandon thought i was hitting on him because I text with capital letters and I'm very, I use emojis. Brandon, you use emojis. Yeah, but he's excited. He was really excited. I didn't know the vibe, you know? I, I mean, <laughs> like, you, you, look at the, you look at the messages, you're like, this guy's kind of flirting with me. He's using all cap ha-has and like, you know, like, kind of, like the blushy smiley face emoji. And I'm like, aha, like, okay. What? And you're like, I got it. I got it in. <laughs> <laughs> no but but i remember we kind of we, we i we eventually like figured out like where that stood but like it, it was like cool at the time i was just like oh i think he's hitting on me but eventually I, like like today today he found out that Brandon, yeah today you can find out i am not into you thank god <laughs> <laughs> that was Let a real shame the records stand <laughs> that chris is not into brandon i'm sorry but, brandon uh, honestly like one of my favorite moments from freshman year is when chris and i met in person 
Yes. I was just I was just trying to make a, a an impact, you know. I was like yeah. super nervous and excited. And yeah. Chris and I at this point had been messaging back and forth for what was it like three months at this point? Yeah, three-ish months, something like that. Well, and I and I felt like out of everyone at Chapman in those group me's, like I connected with Chris the most. So like even more so than the group I was in freshman year. I remember <laughs> walking to orientation. And I'm I, I zeroing in. I walk in the door, which is in Smith, not the renovated version. Yeah. I burst in the door and I see Chris sitting there next, like a seat or two away from Joey. And I, I was like, it's the Chris Lee. <laughs> and <laughs> the in, that, Chris in that Lee. moment, I was like, all right, oh. there, there's the guy. <laughs> that makes so much sense because... I, I must have missed out on this group me thing or like the email that like linked it to whatever because when I walked in that orientation room I was like how does like everybody already know each other I was like huh what, what's going on because everyone already like had like their groups and everything I was like okay I guess I'll just like go sit over here <laughs> yeah that's I, I don't know like what what happened I don't I guess I just Ethan's a real what, foggy it? when it comes to social media I guess so. I have a. I had group me. I just have never used it. <laughs> I've never what? used it. You even had the app. <laughs> you even had the app. He's just like. I, I downloaded it for a weird reason, which is a long story. And then I never ended up using it. And then, yeah, I guess I just missed out on that. Well, it doesn't matter now because, guys, yep. we're all together. We're here. We're you here recording. In the right place. Yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I got there eventually, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, today we are talking about, because we are about our fond memories of college uh boys we're we're graduates we are we are living that that post-grad lifestyle uh when this episode comes out uh it'll be a week after we all finished our finals and everything so um yeah we decided to record this episode to uh commemorate 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 the college experience with the most quintessential college movies. Now, guys, I want to ask, like, what what is a college movie besides it just taking place at a college? Like, what what does it mean to be a, gr- a great college movie, you know? I think for me, like, you know, obviously the college, the, the college, the university has to be a part of it. But for me, what makes a great college film isn't necessarily specifically, like, how accurately it depicts the college experience, even though that can definitely be a big, big bonus because like one of my movies does that amazingly. But what really stands out to me is like, what is college like? What is that feeling like? You know, that idea of like, you know, moving out of home for the first time and jumping into like a very rigorous, like academic institution and kind of like, what is that like? What is that feeling like? What is it like for you on the inside? Was it like for your friends? your the people that you surrounded you your family or whatever like like basically what the idea for me is what does college how does college make you and other people feel and that's how i went about it what about you brandon for me it's like college is a mindset you know (laughs) you go in thinking it's going to be this this giant transformative period in your life and yes to a certain extent it is but like more so than high school it's more about finding yourself rather than like the educational aspect. I'm not saying education isn't important in college films. I'm just saying it's less of a focus. And I think 
something you can sort of take away from film school or a, a school that is more social in its interactions and its assignments. Um, like it's more about the people you meet and the experiences you get while doing that. I'm not, like I said, it's not like the education's not important. It is like an integral aspect, but like I structured my college movies in a way that it was like pre dash beginning of college during college and then like right after college so it's but it's got that mindset in it so it's still a college movie so yeah right i think uh for me the most common thing in all of my films is like as opposed to high school college is a time in your life where you're sort of like it's your time for searching for like your belonging in a whether it's in a group or a, a occupational field you know um it's all about searching for those opportunities and opening those doors. And uh, I got I got a lot of different genres in this one. I got I got a drama, I got a horror movie, and I got a comedy. So uh, lots of different genres like that are based around those themes because sometimes it can be really funny. Sometimes it can be scary, and horror directors can sort of exemplify that, you know. And sometimes it can be really like dramatic and touching, you know. So. Yeah. I think we're going to have a good time breaking down these films. Uh but before we do that, let's let's uh let's run out let's run down to see how the show goes, how what's it all about. So once a week we set a topic or theme and go our separate ways, construct our own three film stack. Then after a week we come back here on the podcast and share our own stacks one film at a time. Then at the end of the show we will mix and match our nine films to make the ultimate decision what quintessential three film stack we are checking out of this hypothetical video store. All right. I'm up first with my first college movie. Uh, it is a Todd Phillips movie. It's called Joker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's not Joker. Well, that that kind is, of shocked me for a second. It is probably... Todd Phillips is like... He, he has two good comedies, I'd say. And one of them is old school. And one of them's Joker. One of them, Okay, yeah. Jo- Joker's a good comedy. But old school is a pretty good comedy, too. I remember this being one of my favorite movies. Uh, I haven't seen it probably since high school or middle school, but I just think this was like another like introduction to Will Ferrell's character after like after SNL of him going into the movies and him has as uh, Hank the Tank, I thought was absolutely like fucking hilarious in this movie and just sort of like this plot line of uh, these dudes trying to save this house so they create a fraternity that they can use for the house, you know? And they recruit all these misfits and losers and, like, sort of just have, like, this really fun adventure, like, doing all this dumb shit together. Like, they have an old man join the frat, Blue. Blue, you're my boy, Blue. And they, like, they have to haze Blue and stuff like that and have him, like, wrestle in a mud pit and stuff like that. And Doesn't like, he die? Yeah, Blue dies. <laughs> or he, I, I forgot if it either dies or he, like, he fakes, like, he, he looks like he's dead. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I just I just remember like la- always laughing at this film whenever I watched it. I don't know if I don't know if it holds up. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, but uh, that is just one of the first movies I think when I when I think of the college experience. Have Have you guys seen Old School? What, what do you think about it? No, I haven't. Um, I am I safe to assume that this is more Hangover Todd Phillips than Joker Todd Phillips at work? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, yeah. I mean. I I haven't seen this movie and I like even before Joker I 
like i didn't really know who todd phillips was as like a director because i was like oh the guy who directed the hangover movies that's all i knew him as but like i do like i do really enjoy the hangover movies and like i don't know like do you wouldn't you say this kind of exudes that same kind of energy and i don't know is it still that kind of like raunchy and fun stupid level of enjoyment i don't know yeah i'd say it's like it's somewhere by the hangover and also sort of like it has its adam mckay isms you know just because not only that just because will ferrell is there but um just sort of like the the plot to it and just sort of like the tone you know but it still has its raunchy moments like uh a hangover you know mm-hmm. brandon what do you think i think uh it's a good movie uh Todd Phillips is one of the only comedy directors that I feel like has like a specific style that you can kind of visually tell who he is. And oh, I feel yeah. like Old School is the only one of his comedies that doesn't really feel like a Todd Phillips movie. Like when you said it, I was like, oh, Todd Phillips did this movie? I, I thought it was like an Adam McKay movie because he works so much with Will Ferrell and stuff like that, or actors like that. Um uh it's it's one of those early 2000s vince vaughn uh owen wilson comedies like wedding crashers not not uh, owen wilson it's uh it's luke wilson sorry luke my bad wilson. my yeah. bad but you know the wilson brothers worked a <laughs> yeah. lot with vince vaughn and uh it, i i think it doesn't stand out like a wedding crashers to me like as one of their best collaborations mm-hmm. But it is definitely a good college movie because it pays attention to like an often forgotten about subject, uh, which is like older people in college. And yes, it's like done out of a necessity to save a house, not necessarily to get an education. But I feel like it captures the stupidness of what a fraternity can be like. Um, Even though I was not personally in a fraternity, I have friends in fraternities. I know people in fraternities. So this is something that like I can sort of pick and choose what i think is correct and what's not about college experience uh yeah Yeah. it's a it's a very funny movie though i give you that (laughs) yes uh and chris you'll enjoy it there's a big bang theory cast member is it no it's uh what's uh what's the other uh not the leonard howard raj i I think it's howard yeah the one from walk hard yeah the mm-hmm. one from who plays the the Jewish producer. That's right. Yeah, oh, Howard. Yeah. That's Howard. Howard. Okay. Yeah. So that's my first movie. Awesome, Brandon. Do you want to go into your first yeah, college my, movie? My first movie is a movie Ethan hates. It's I'm picking it again. It's everybody wants some. Um, Wait, did we did we use this again? When did we, we use this? Oh yeah, we, when I didn't see it. I hadn't seen it when you picked it, but now I have seen it. So yeah, um, this movie. I get why some people don't like it. I and I honestly think it's understandably like too much for people who don't like Linklater cuz his style is always very like masculine heavy and it's focused on like uh being an asshole and like being a partier and I think it is a great pre-college movie because it's take it takes place right before this guy goes to college and in the like weeks leading up to his first day. And it's very much for me that perfect experience that encapsulates like people who don't necessarily or wouldn't necessarily be friends trying to like formulate a relationship with one another in the first weeks. And you don't know whether or not it works out by the end of the movie, but you can already understand 
that these like relationships between these baseball players and people are fraternities and sororities and different clubs, whether or not they're going to last and kind of what you get out of college in a sense. Yes. Like the humor isn't for everyone. And I also think like there is things, there are things that are problematic about the film uh, regarding it's like, treatment of people in general but i think that is also part of the time like the 1980s sort of world it's going for uh with big fraternities and sports schools but nonetheless like i i absolutely adore the film for what it's what it says about friendship and what it says about life because i think link later is really good at that okay so yeah so brandon recommended this movie to me for uh what was it what was it for I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. It underrated movies might have been underrated movies. I don't know. Uh, I watched it and it's 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 perplexing to say the least. I I can't I can't pinpoint what Linklater is trying to say with this film because he often bounces back between like creating a picture that's supposed to be nostalgic for that time that you were talking about, Brandon. Yeah. But also like. Uh, also putting a commentary on it you know um i don't really I, get that I, well because the characters are so toxic like the characters are so stupid and toxic throughout the movie that's that, like, a baseball player for you yeah so i can't i can't tell if this movie is like p- painting a commentary on these characters or like being celebratory about this this time in your life you know and like the the main character is an absolute nobody the silent protagonist that we're just led to believe is really interesting through like the interactions with his girlfriend you know um and i just i couldn't take like this movie is just chock full of like that pseudo intellectualism that like i feel like Linklater does a lot in his films like that's why i didn't really enjoy uh before sunrise as much as many others like i just I don't think Ethan Hawke's character is that interesting in that movie. I'm sorry. But like, uh, and then, you know what this movie should have been about? It should have been all about Wyatt Russell's character. I think he... I agree with that. He is, that, his scenes are my favorite scenes in the film. Just because like, you could have taken like, a, it's sort of like a Jeffrey Lebowski character and put him in a college experience, you know, and sort of seen him... Like, I don't know. I just thought he was such a fascinating character. And his, his like, pseudo-intellectualisms, like, I was kind of buying into them, you know? Because uh, you're it's established that that character's kind of an idiot. So, like, we know that, like, what he's saying is kind of, like, supposed to be goofy, you know? But, like, for the rest of the characters, like, I don't know. These are our, these are our protagonists. And, he, like, Linklater was just sending mixed messages to me, you know? So I, 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 I have to rebut that. Because okay. it doesn't feel like Linklater to do a story that is like an actual narrative. Like I'm not saying look at look at School of Rock. That's like a narrative film. Like that's one of the few movies he's made that's like based in like the the typical story structure, right? But when you look at like Boyhood, Before Sunrise, all of the before films actually, Dazed and Confused, these are like portraits of a like of a people they're more like slice of life based movies right they don't really contain heavy plots and they're more about like the little lessons you learn from everyday people in life like yes they i don't think the characters are necessarily like super interesting and i think that's your point as a protagonist in his movies is to put your like 
um, to put yourself into that character's shoes, like fill in what do you know about that character based on like what is revealed and like the visual storytelling and being able to imprint that into this like this template and then view it how view it from that perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. I have no problem with the way he like narr- like how he frames his films and how he like creates a narrative. I think it's really unique. I just think uh he pl- he plays this dangerous game between uh how he depicts the world, you know? I agree and with that. I and, and like you said, you you bring like you bring with you what in into these characters, you know, and you fill you fill in the blanks and the blanks that I were filling in weren't that good, okay? So mm-hmm. No, I guess. So, Chris, <laughs> how how you feeling now after that little discussion? So, I have I not had. seen this movie. Um, Linklater is actually a director that I haven't seen very many of his works of. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, what have I seen of him? Um, have you seen School Rock? Yes, I have. Um, so I've seen Richard Linklater, director. You've seen Boyhood. Oh, okay, so I've seen Boyhood, School of Rock. I haven't seen any of the the before movies. Um, that's it. Um. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, like, the thing is, like, you guys have both given this very, like, polarized, like, results. Like, for example, Brandon gave this a five and you gave it a one. Yeah. So, I have a feeling I'm either going to, pro- I feel like I'm probably just going to land dead middle between the two of you, like, out of three, three and a half. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't really know too much about what this movie is other than, like, it's about guys being dudes. But, like, and that's. <laughs> why that's a wide open net of like so many things can be done with that so i'm intrigued to say the least but no idea what this movie is actually about so i don't have much of an opinion we'll (laughs) say i think you're right about falling in the middle but i think you might lean towards ethan just because of like uh i don't know i i feel like i am not in the minority because a lot of people tend to like this movie based on like reviews and stuff like that but I feel like it doesn't get the credit it deserves because it, it's based on the template of Dazed and Confused and everybody is like, Dazed and Confused is a better movie. And I'm like, I have problems with that movie just as much as the problems like of depiction in this movie. Although like just looking at the time period, I know there are people like this in the real world. Like I know people like this and unfortunately like they exist. So like how do you yeah. deal with that? You know what I mean? It's not glorifying them. I don't think though. Mm-hmm. I think it's glorifying mm. the situation. Okay. Well, I I disagree. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Chris, do you want to go into your first college pick? Sure. I'm going to... Uh, ooh. Hmm. I'll lighten the mood a bit. We're going to start with a movie <laughs> right. um, from 2013, directed by Dan Scanlon. It is a Pixar uh, movie, Monsters University. Yeah. Ah, yes. Um, I was really close to picking this one. This is a really fun one. Um, I think like anyone who I've spoken to, um, spoken about this movie with have has always said like, this is like, this is often like one of those like Pixar films that are off, that's often like kind of relegated to the side by a lot of people. And like, you know, I know it's, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's their best work, but I don't think like that means this is bad. I think it's actually a really great movie. Um, and I think one thing I really love about this film is that I think it does a really great job of kind of showing that these kind of like weird, like social constructs that college, the college environment has, especially if you're involved in like things like the fr- the fraternity system and all that. Um, you know, like the, what's the name of the fraternity that they're in? Uzma Kappa. 
versus war omega war like there's the way that they interact with each other and how people like just the way people behave in this environment is really interesting to me um and i feel like monsters university does a great job of kind of turning that cacophony of different people and different people like yeah different people who like different things throwing them into one environment and seeing how these kind of social barriers um are built up and in some cases destroyed and yeah i think this is a really great example of that and of course you know it's it's also the story of how mike and sully became best friends um it's also a really endearing story about like finding out who you are and who you want to be which i think is an incredibly important part of the college experience you know like you kind of like we said in the beginning like you kind of go to college if you don't really know who you are or who you want to be and that's where you get your answer or at least some kind of guidance towards an answer um and also it's yeah i mean college is just a place to become a more interesting human being um just because you learn about the world and things like that so i wish that was the case <laughs> chapman university oh. but um yeah anyway so i think this is a really fun movie it's a lot of it's really great a lot of heart um a lot of like you know realizing um not letting like two things like like sully he's his story is about him learning to like humble himself and learn how to like you know find f companionship and people who genuinely love him and stuff like that and Mike's story is about him learning, like, your occupation is not everything. And sometimes your dreams don't work out the way they you think they will. But that's okay, too. Um, I think that's something that college students, especially art art students, like, get caught up in a lot. And uh, I think that's a very valuable message for, you know, people in college. So, yeah. What do you guys think about, uh, what do you guys think about this? I... I feel like I need to revisit this movie. I give it I give it three and a half stars. I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. But like now thinking about like the, the story of Mike Wazowski throughout this film, I think I think it's fair to say like out of the two, the first Monsters, Inc. is more of Sully's movie. Whereas because it's like his relationship with Boo. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's it's both their movies, but it's more so Sully's. I think this one is, of course, both their movies, but I think it's more so Mike's because I think just that's that 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 message of like it's okay if your expectations of like what you want your life to be aren't met because you will find like, st like other stuff that will like have you keep going, you know? And I think it's, I think it's pretty well told in this story with like Mike Wazowski wanting to be a scarer, you know, but then, uh, as he meets Soli and goes to these hijinks, you know, like he finds his place as like, and what he's really good at, you know? And I think that's, that's a really good, like, I think that's a key narrative for telling in a college story when talking about like the experience and like how big of an impact college has on like changing the trajectory of your life. You know, Brandon, what do you think? Uh, for a long time, the first Monsters Inc. was like my favorite movie ever when I was growing up. Like I that was the Pixar movie I often popped in most. And it was like one of the first DVDs my family owned. So, of course, it wouldn't get worn out. So when they announced they were doing like a prequel or a sequel at the time, they didn't know or they didn't tell us. I was super excited mm -hmm. to see it. And I didn't think it would be the way it was. You know what I mean? And when the when the trailer came out, I was like 14. So it was pre-college, you know, if we were all pre-college at that point. Right. And like, I don't think it hit a chord with me in, in that sense, but I still enjoyed the movie. They felt it didn't feel like standard Pixar. Like to me, it, it would like it wasn't really all that touching like the last last few scenes are as P pixar is known for doing but like throughout it didn't feel like a pixar movie or it felt like it was trying to be 
it would have been better if they had focused maybe on like an original story or archetype instead of putting it in the Monsters Inc. world. I think they had the idea for a college movie and then put it into Monsters Inc., but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but regardless, I do enjoy the movie quite a bit. I think there is a genuinely good story here, heartfelt between Sully humbling himself a little bit and uh and mike's learning to accept where he might be like maybe over stressing about stuff or trying to push too far to be something he's not and that is something i really relate to i i also haven't seen this movie in a while but i'd like to check it out post-college i'd like to check out a lot of college movies post-college to see like where everything lines up i know our experience was kind of shuffled around by covid but yeah, definitely going to get the same or different vibes out of it maybe years later because I'll relate to the experience of transitioning more. Not saying my, my journey is anywhere near complete just because I've graduated, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, great. It's a very fun movie too. Like, yeah. like the the games that they have, um, the fraternity bonding between Sully Mike and the rest of that, okay, <laughs> we're okay, <laughs> uh, fraternity. Uh, that 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 stuff's all very fun. I just I just don't really remember too much of the third act, other than them at the camp. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think I, I initially didn't see this in theaters because I like you, Bryn. Like Monsters Inc. was like top tier Pixar for me, and I just thought like I don't want a Monsters Inc. prequel. I want a sequel. You know, I want to see what happens next. And and I guess we're getting that with Monsters at Work, which is cool. I don't know. Uh, what that series is going to be like but i had no idea that mike and Sully were actually going to be in it until i saw like those stills but mm-hmm. uh yeah i gotta pay this for a visit i wonder i wonder when's the first covid college movie is going to be like you know <laughs> you know Zoom you said university. like <laughs> when are when are we going to get our experience depicted on screen you know come on think about it we're really unique in that yeah <laughs> all right um all right let's go on to my second film it is a horror, the horror movie I was talking about. Uh, now there's, I don't know if there's too many horror movies. You guys are probably thinking about the one I'm talking about. It's a, it's a film that sort of captures like uh, a horrific twist on sort of the college, on coming to college for the first time and the anxieties that you have and tr- of trying to fit in, fit in with a group and discovering yourself. Yeah, Chris is Chris is mouthing it and he's correct. Yeah. It is 2016's Raw. Woo! Uh, Oh yeah. I saw this film with Chris in the Felino Theater in our horror class and Did we not damn this? I think it made I think it Chris was close. Yeah. I remember you shouted it out once. Yeah, I definitely You were like, I was gonna pick this yeah. one. Um but yeah, this movie is a peak of disgusting horror, you know? Um where you follow this this can uh this girl going to this this school, this veterinarian school, and she's a vegan and like slowly discovering that uh she's a cannibal you know and she just she loves the taste of human flesh of raw human flesh and uh it's 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 a brutal movie about like like i said what like sort of putting a a horrific twist on like (laughs) sheesh sheesh that boy tastes good (laughs) um just like of visualizing your anxieties of like of sort of being of like that college haze, you know, of being hazed and like meeting new people and like thinking what people will think of you, you know, and it's uh is yeah, it's disgusting. I don't think any of the people eating stuff is disgusting, Chris. I think you know, 
I think Chris and I both gagged at the at the most disgusting scene. It was the cow scene. Cow yep. scene. God, like Joker. Joker. It has, yeah, it has nothing to even do with like the the horror it's of the film. It's literally just the just, most random like sequence. Like like the person is just she's talking to her sister, just talking to each other. Like they don't need to be in the. She's just pulling, pulling shit, shit out of the cow's ass. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. It's, it is insane. Chris, yes. you were there with me when we when we saw Raw. I think that that wasn't your first time seeing it. Though, no, it was right? not. It was my was second it? time seeing it. I really dig, dig this movie. I really dig this movie. I think it's like, I think it might be one of, if not my favorite French movie ever made. Um, I really Ooh. love it. I think it's a great like way of like kind of going about that kind of coming of age story, but in this really grotesque way. Like you know, her kind of kind of coming to form of as her own is really interesting but it's done in this excruciatingly disgusting way and um i think that it's just really well done um i think um i'm trying to think like what i what i really love about this movie but you kind of nailed on the head like i'm i'm always taken aback by like how well structured this movie is i really think like they nail the pacing really well there's this sequence where i think her friend or is it her sister or her friend is like unconscious and she eats her finger or something because she accidentally cut it off that's her sister yeah. and yeah. then she's eating it and then she looks <sighs> over and her sister's awake looking at her and they're both having a moment of hey <laughs> um and yeah like i don't know i think it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's a really interesting movie um great and i think it's a really great like contemporary french film for people to study i think like um a lot of these like for shall i say like foreign language films like I feel like it's often can be quite intimidating for people to like jump into a whole other culture and like, you know, just get to know a thing. But like this didn't feel like there was a big like cultural barrier to get through in order to understand the film. And I don't know. I think it's like it's it's a lot of fun and gross in every way. And but in the most perfect way, I think I wrote a paper on it, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wrote so uh, many papers. It's hard to yeah. keep track. It's hard to keep track. I was trying to find it while you guys were talking. But, I mean, I agree with what you guys said about the movie. Uh, I honestly think the real horror of this film doesn't come from the cannibal aspect. It comes from her constant anxiety regarding whether or not she's going to fit in and, like, kind of the way people treat her because of the way her sister, like, sort of got treated when she was a freshman. Right. And, like, like, when she goes to parties and then there's this, like, constant pressure to, like have sex and like get it up in the like get up really late at night to do things with your friends uh and like that's a very relatable thing it's just packed inside of this very supernatural well not supernatural but you know what i mean it's a very it's a horror film so not everything about it is very realistic necessarily but the parts that are realistic are the social situations that she goes through uh and in that sense i think it does capture that transitionary phase where people kind of become people that they didn't expect when they enter college or like they they find a new part of themselves and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing because for both on both situations yes she becomes a cannibal but like she becomes friends with people she becomes more outgoing than she was before it's just like she finds a new part of herself that isn't quite as good and it's quite toxic if you Mm -hmm. think about it oh yeah i would say (laughs) eating is a little toxic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're gonna you just say that is not okay, okay. <laughs> army hammer i'm looking at you 
You know what's another gross scene is when she's sneaking the hamburger patties and she's oh, putting that in her yeah, pockets. That's just another pocket, like gross yeah. detail. Like squish, and like the sound mixing's yeah. really good on it with like squishing and shit. You're just like, oh. I, I remember this one on. sequence where I think <laughs> yeah. she's at a party and she's like forced to like make out with this guy, but they're covered in paint and it's meant to like make this, this kind of like art piece or something with that. I don't know. They were trying to do something with it, but like, oh, yeah. I just remember being like, that is the least attractive thing like covered in paint and and just <laughs> i i think it's i think it's kind of nice but i also think it's it's gr- the texture is pretty like the texture of everything in this movie feels like gross yeah but it, and yeah. that is i do definitely agree with you brandon about like how this movie's real horror actually because like as the audience we're kind of positioned in a weird way to root for her even though we're kind of like like bitch what the fuck are you doing but like like we don't like this but but go you like do you dude um but yeah like the real horror of this film really is like the social anxiety that is depicted and i think that's something all three of us on some level like feel a little bit with like i definitely have a fair share of like kind of just getting a little anxious when i'm in a position where i don't know what the fuck's going on um and you know like when you go to college especially as a freshman like you're literally like like in a environment that you've never been in surrounded by people who equally don't know what they're doing. And especially when you're, when it seems like you're surrounded by people who seem to know what they're doing a lot better than you, it's just really scary. And I, yeah, I totally get, get what you mean, Brandon. Like that is a very scary situation to be in. That's right. Okay. Brandon, you want to take us in year number two? Yeah. Uh, mine's a 1978 film. It's a national lampoon, uh, animal house. I have not seen this movie. It's like, that is my biggest white whale. Like, how have I not seen this movie? I haven't <laughs> seen it. It's a quintessential college movie. Take us yeah. through it, Brandon. All right. So, that, Chris, have you seen it before I get into no. it? No. No. So, oh, oh, this is. Okay. This is, I know, this is really <laughs> awkward. This is the sort oh, of taints our reputation. Uh, uh, like, yeah. we haven't seen yeah. Animal House? What the hell? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My dad, my dad really liked this movie. So, like, he's the one that kind of showed me. Like, so I don't blame you. It's not something, like, I would, like, seek out if I was not like you know comedies from the 70s can be hit or miss sometimes yeah um 70s or before but this one really hits and the reason for that is i feel like it captures like not just like the fraternity way of life yes like that's the main aspect of the movie that's what it's following but it it can it captures the societal chaos of what a college is you know i kind of have this thing where i've picked movies from three different decades of college and i didn't realize it before that's true this is from the 60s but it was made in the 70s uh uh everybody wants them was made in the uh the 2010s 2010s but is about the 80s and my next movie I'll get into it uh, <laughs> later. But Animal House is basically about this fraternity who gets so many is getting strikes from the dean and wants to shut their house down. So essentially, the whole movie is about them trying to get that appealed as well as to continue partying like it's the end of the world because that's what fraternities do. And of course, every school, every facet of this college revolves around this fraternity because it is one of those big universities that people go to this is like an asu or even a usc type school where it's like these are party schools like yes they're the education's a main factor which drives people to go there but another big factor is the parties and jim belushi's character in this movie or john belushi sorry my bad (laughs) uh (laughs) is uh absolutely hilarious there are some lines in here 
that are like absolutely iconic. There's relationships that happen in this movie that are also iconic. But honestly, this movie really just captures the chaos of what university can be. And yes, it's not always the most realistic to what it can be at like a school like what we went to at Chapman, but it definitely captures that rowdiness that you come to expect from university and college films. Yeah, I mean, uh, this one will always come up in the, the top of the discussion. I've seen a few clips here and there, you know, of like uh, sort of the scene of their rallying cry. We we analyzed that in my music and film class and how they like how the composer sort of like uh, manipulates like the super patriotic score to like score a scene that's actually like really lame and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like, uh, come on, John Belushi, he's iconic, you know uh rest in peace uh <laughs> hope you're doing i hope you're doing lines of cocaine up there in heaven and up there in the the great cocaine lines in the sky uh i don't know why i got really sentimental about john belushi i like I'm not, i don't want to consider myself a fan <laughs> but uh just like his brother and his takes on twitter oh yeah i like jim belushi and his anime and weed takes that's right uh but yeah iconic film and i'm glad you brought it up because I wouldn't have because I haven't seen it. Ugh, I'm I, so stupid. I, I am so confident that both of you would like this movie. Yeah. Beyond confident. Maybe that's another movie. Just like how I was saving The Godfather 2 to watch <laughs> after I was a college graduate. Maybe I got to watch Animal House now that I'm a college graduate. Both <laughs> extremely important films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Um, well, I haven't seen it um but i <laughs> but like granted based on your description of it like it does sound like a movie that i think Ethan and i would both really really enjoy um yeah i mean i'm intrigued for sure i just i have no idea where to pull reference for this for i mean like w- is it a straight up comedy or is it like i mean what is like yeah yeah so it's like there's like a little bit like this much drama but the drama is like relegated to a subplot right between like a a pseudo main character because really i mean yes like i honestly like when you think of this movie you think of john belushi and it's like literally him who's carrying the movie but there is like a subplot in there that contains drama it's just like a mini part of the movie i think it's mostly about like the hazing you might receive the chaos of like being in on like being fans of a football team and partying and getting in trouble with the dean and the school so it's more focused on that than the the actual dramatic stuff all right all right well chris you want to take us into your second pick um my second pick is uh my only um live action film my third one is going to be an animated film um and i was torn between two films for this one uh, but I ended up going for the one that I think is a much better movie than the other. But uh, I want to shout out the one that I didn't choose. It was the one I didn't choose is Jason Moore's 2012 classic Pitch Perfect. Um, but, oh. oh yeah, boo-hoo. <laughs> I, Ethan, I bet you would be disappointed in pick that one. Damn. Oh, so upset. we could have double stacked. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but the movie that I did end up picking is a 2010 modern classic. Directed by David Fincher. It's The Social Network. What? Now, ah, I know that that movie doesn't okay. have a huge amount to do with college, but I think what it's about has a lot to do with college. Um, so let me explain. I think this movie is actually a character... Obviously, it is a character study, but I think it is also a very... It's a very tragic film in my eyes. Because... Um, so anyone who doesn't know, Social Network is actually a 
a dramatized biography in a weird way of uh, the youngest on entrepreneurial billionaire to ever live who is still alive. Um, good old Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, and yeah, so what up, Marky. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, but yes, so <laughs> Social Network is about him and his and how he founded Facebook and how it grew to become this giant, like, you know, media empire that it is today. Um, and what makes this movie a college film to me is the fact that it studies so closely the character of Mark Zuckerberg and how um, his trajectory as a character doesn't really go through very much throughout this movie. Like from the very beginning of the film, when she, he's having his conversation with, um, what's the name of that actress uh, married to Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, uh, Mara. Sorry. Were you about uh, to say Naomi Watts? What, what did you say? I was going to say Naomi Rapace, but then I was like, that's not right. <laughs> what? Um, but yes, Rudy Mara, and they have that conversation. And throughout that entire conversation, you immediately know what he wants is um, like elitism. He wants to be recognized as like a high up elite in like the world of college and beyond, um, you know, getting into the Phoenix and all that. But um, right from there, we also learn what he needs to learn, like what he, as a human being, what he needs is to be able to, like, not be a dick, basically, and be a good human and a good person. But by the end, he gets what he wants. He gets all the power, but never becomes anything better as a human being. He's a kind of a tragic character in that weird way. As much as you might love to hate him or hate to love him. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really great film that explores that kind of like ongoing desire for like social hierarchy that I think a lot of people in college have grown an obsession with especially those in the fraternity system which I think is kind of toxic but that's another conversation um <laughs> seeing a lot of toxic today in the chat college is in the chat <laughs> you you gotta stop watching so much twitch come on We're in... <laughs> but yes I think this is a really really well done movie it's you know directed by David Fincher written by Aaron Sorkin so you know it's on point with it's writing and it's delivery and dialogue and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think it's a really great film that explores this kind of like self-obsession that I think a lot of people in college sometimes have, because I think there's a, it's obviously a very competitive environment to be in. Um, you know, one where oftentimes you kind of have to like rise, you feel, it feels as though you have to rise above others rather than lift them alongside you, which I think hopefully like Dodge mostly promotes, I would like to think. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I think Social Network's a great movie. What do you guys think about this? Very I think capitalist. Very capitalist. I, I, I think it's intentionally capitalist to point out, like, how power corrupts, you know? Um, I think for a movie that's about, A, uh, computer, like, software des design, or is that software? I think, yeah, computer, whatever, computer technology, and B, business two things that i probably know the least about <laughs> like this movie is so well directed and written that like i'm able to f i'm fully on board the whole time and like those that this two-hour movie goes by in a flash you know uh i think i think uh fincher does a really good job at like sort of distancing the viewer from these toxic male characters something that i don't think fincher i mean that link later did but uh <laughs> In this movie, I think he does a very good job of realizing that these people are not people you're supposed to be, like, really rooting for, you know? But then again, on the other side, I do think that there are moments where uh, Fincher does uh, 
not like like uh depict the women in mark zuckerberg's life very well and what i mean what very well i mean like they're rather one-dimensional and sort of are used to to further his his own plot you know and stuff like that even though yes i know it's a movie about him but i just i don't think they were well written which that's right that's my that's like my only gripe with the movie you know but i think the rest of the movie's pretty fantastic uh i think jesse eisenberg was like this might be his career defining performance do you guys think so i think this is the his best he he will be mark zuckerberg this is definitely like I I genuinely can't think of anyone who could pl- could have played Mark Zuckerberg that well, other than Mark. Zuck- I don't even think Mark Zuckerberg can play himself that well. Yeah, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg can play a human that well. <laughs> you seen him in those yeah. sound hearings? I don't think he's a human. I'm I'm going full lizard people theory. I don't know that. I don't know about that dude. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Brandon, big Fincher guy. I know you are. What do you yeah. think about Social Network? Um, just a quick point on Zuckerberg. I think he he's the first um, he's the first existence of a s- strong AI, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a computer that could gained consciousness and created Facebook. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, I'm a big Fincher guy. Uh, this was the second film of his I ever saw before Fight Club. The only film I saw before was Ken- Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and for personal reasons, I like that movie better. But uh, I think Social Network is an extremely well-made film. I just have not seen it in a while. So, like, my memories of it are a little bit, like, thinner. But, like, for me, I don't think... I think I saw it in, like, 2012 or something like that. So, like, not long after its release. But I don't think it was enough to really, like, absorb in the impact of what Facebook is. Like, I think out of all of his movies, Social Network has the ability to age the best because of what we know about Facebook today and how huge of a role it plays in society, not just in the U.S., but across the entire world. Uh, It was like one of the first social networking sites and one of the ones that was able to basically hold amount of traffic equivalent to the world's population. And in that sense, like it's extremely large. But for me, like I'm not the hugest fan of it. Like I, I agree with you on the one dimensional female characters. I think that is something link later doesn't do like he doesn't create female characters that are one-dimensional usually in his movies uh um, oh, no i but, was talking about the male characters when i brought up link later i don't think he does that with female characters yeah, yeah, I just well, think that's you're referring to brenda song and even a little bit of um rooney mare in this movie like i feel like they're a little bit one note and so also yeah. um rashida jones as the kind of w- woman who like turns him down at the end or yeah. whatever right right uh like i feel like they they don't really give a lot of time for those characters, especially like for how quintessential they are to the story. Now, Rooney Mary, you could argue because it's that one scene at the beginning of the movie, but like the other two, like, come on. Um, but yeah, it's a good story about betrayal and about like kind of the ups and downs of like friendships post-college more so. Because, like, he's not really friends with the twins that Army Hammer, or our guy, I guess. <laughs> just, yeah, in the film. Yeah. Uh, he's not really friends with them. He's kind of like a social outcast um, that just takes advantage of, you know, a really good idea. And then, like, sort of takes a it takes the toxic idea does makes it not toxic anymore and then somehow makes it more toxic as time goes on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like that right or that that rise fall rise fall arc you know what i mean yeah uh and that's really interesting to see uh in a character i'm just not as big of a fan on it and i need to check it out again all righty 
All right, let's let's get into our final round here. My last college movie. It is a it is a it is a re restack from a past one that I brought up for fall movies. But like, I couldn't I couldn't not ignore this film. Uh, it is Goodwill Hunting. Oh uh, wow! It come on. Why are you shaking your head? Because you said you double stacked with me, and I didn't. I didn't pick. I it. thought this was going to be the one you're going to bring up, but then you brought up the uh, the worst one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought we picked Goodwill Hunting, so I didn't pick it. But I, I I'm don't going to pick it now. Oh, did we pick it? Hold on. Pause the show. Pause the fucking show. Oh fuck! We did pick it for a final stack. I'm a shithead. Uh, okay, pick a new movie. Pick a new movie. That's uh, the first time this is. Sorry, everyone. Place. We're gonna. We're gonna the first time. The, the, that final stack list it's is getting, getting long. long it right? Is getting I, long. I, I almost did it. I, did it just now. It's actually. <laughs> ah shit. Okay, I gotta change it. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go be, to me last. So Brandon, yeah. do your final uh, college movie. Chris already did his. Your I go after you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an idiot. All right, so you guys know how <laughs> I picked uh, like yes. three different decades. I picked the 90s college movie uh, that takes place in the 90s, and it's Kicking and Screaming by Noah Baumbach. Ah. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie or anything. I've seen Kicking and Screaming, the Will Ferrell soccer movie. Is that the one I have that about? movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Uh, but uh, that's... No, I have that movie. Your 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 DVDs are at my house now. I own that movie. <laughs> Just starts crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kicking and screaming. This movie is available on YouTube, so you, anybody can check it out for free with ads. It's an hour and thirty six minutes, so I implore you to go check it out before I get into it. Um, but this movie is a great, great college movie. I saw this about a year or two ago, and the reason it impacted me the way it did was because I did not know what to expect going to it at all. This is like the end of college and post-college movie. And much like Social Network, um, it kind of delves into that life a little bit with your friends and your evolving relationships with people and the growth of the South, uh, as we've been talking about throughout the entire pause podcast. Um, and the reason why I love this movie is because it's a drama it, the where it, the reason why it's called kicking and screaming is because these characters who have just graduated from college are being dragged kicking and screaming out of uh out of their college life and into a life that is foreign uncertain unknown and that is something that i relate to a hell of a lot now that i've graduated from school uh where you are kind of stuck in this situation where you you're you're stuck in this transitionary period from being like a kid to being an adult and i know that happens over the course of college but it immediately kicks into gear once you have the responsibility of paying bills going to a job maintaining friendships and like relationships and the way it's it's a very realistic movie where these characters are kind of stuck you know they're stuck in that transitionary period and you as a character relate to them because you feel the exact same thing that they're going through if you've gone to college by this point or if you are uh, post-grad. So when I saw it in college, it kind of prepared me for how I feel now a little mm -hmm. bit. But it also is like a very optimistic and hopeful movie 
about like where you could go and the ultimate possibilities of everything. It's very philosophical, as is a lot of Bombach's work. If you're looking at like The Squid and the Whale or Marriage Story, films that really delve into how you feel about certain events in your life. Uh, d- divorce mainly in those two movies. But uh, yeah, it's a terrific film. I-, I highly recommend it. It stars the dad from eighth grade, uh, if you guys like that guy. Oh um josh hamilton and Uh, it's honestly uh, if you are graduating from school this is a must watch yeah like you're describing that brandon like i like i've heard of this film but i didn't know what it's about until you just told me and that does sound like a really intriguing thing because it's like i do totally feel similarly about like that kind of weird transitionary period you know when you're between these two giant moments in your life or like, or at least what feels to be a big giant like rift in the middle of two things, like that kind of like, I don't know if the, like tonally what this movie's like. I mean, I I would imagine like kind of this melancholic feeling. I don't know if it's that kind of thing, but like I don't know. I think that's a very like apt like thing for Noah Baumbach to tackle, which is like that kind of very human feeling. Like that's something that is hard to put into words about how why we feel this kind of like nostalgic bliss or like kind of like lost feeling lost, but also like you kind of know what you're doing, but you don't feel like you should know what you're doing. I don't know, but I totally get that. And I think that's a, like when I'm always intrigued when a director is able to recognize something like that about like our human phenomenology, like the way that we as humans behave and the way we feel, I think is, important and obviously i think bombach at least based on what you told me um has done that really well here um so yeah i'm on board with it yeah um i don't know if not much for me to add just because i haven't seen it but i have seen uh some of bombach's works um i i think i think what he's able to do with like sort of his divorce dramas of skin squid the whale and of marriage story of like placing you in really intimate and like uncomfortable uh situations i think that actually plays really well into like sort of like that that college setting or what it seems like a, a post-grad like immediate post-grad setting so yeah i gotta check this one out i'm down i'm down to check this out all right chris Ooh. let's go into okay. your last film because i still haven't decided mine <laughs> <laughs> well brandon i'm glad you actually put yours uh, right before mine because yours is a movie about people having left college and mine is about people heading to college um it Ooh. is a movie it is actually my favorite movie of this year so far oh, it is michael rianda's 2021 film <laughs> the mitchells versus the machines <laughs> oh there we go yeah. that's a college movie okay college yeah movie. so let me tell you what Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Very Zoomer. Um, yes. So this movie is about a quirky and dysfunctional family. Um, and the main character is this girl named Katie. Um, and she has a little brother and um, two parents. Um, and it's about the... Um, well, we start the story off with her actually um, dreaming about going to film school in L.A., now, why do I find this relatable? Why do we find this kind of relatable? I don't know. But um, yeah, so <laughs> it's about them, about like, so really what this movie, like literally speaking is about, is about them on this kind of crazy road trip, but also saving the universe from a AI uprising. 
But what this movie is really about, take away all of the flashy visuals, all of the crazy music, and all of the hilarious jokes. Phil Lord, Chris Miller, you're amazing. Um, and what, I, at least to me, you get is a really, really touching story about a child and their parents and the connection between family. And I think that's actually a conversation that we don't have very much about how your dynamic with your family drastically changes when you go into college. You are a lot more of like, mm-hmm. you kind of jump into a level of independence that you've never had previously. And I think this movie does that beautifully. Like you're able to kind of see like, for example, um, the main relationship at hand in this um, in the film is the relationship between uh, Katie and her dad. And um, with, I don't want to give away too much, but there are there's a lot of discovery about like how um, they're kind of like why they are the way they are. And they kind of like learn to empathize with each other and see like why you feel the way you do about certain things. And I feel differently or like why we actually feel the same way. And like, it's about like family coming together and like learning to accept each other as individuals and kind of have respect for each other beyond the confines of like a parent to child relationship. Um, and I think that's really touching. It's definitely a one, a, a message that I've kind of like taken to heart a lot because it's definitely like the, this movie does remind me a lot of my family too, like in the dynamic and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, on top of that, I think it's just a really fun movie. I the, All the jokes hit for me so well. I love the score. I love the animation style. Sony Animation really picked up their shit after they bombed, after they bombed with the movie, movie. And then they did Spider-Verse and now this. Yeah. Um, and I, pers- I personally yeah. loved both of them. Um, and yeah, I think it's so creative. Great attention to detail. Perfect mastery of like kind of like setup and payoff throughout its entire plot um very charming animation definitely a like a movie that kind of like has locked itself into the digital age i feel like because of a lot of the humor like remember the beginning with that monkey screaming you know what i'm talking about like that's the kind of thing that i think in maybe like five ten years people are going to be very confused by but i think given the context of when it was made uh what it's about and like you know kind of like yeah like this is what it's like at least to me like that that is so true and like you know there's these sequences where like it just hits for me like where the daughter wants to show her dad like a film she made and he he's just not having it and like like the dad learns the value of art and shit like that i mean like you know so and especially as someone who has that kind of relationship with my dad like yeah um so brandon you gave this a four and a half just like me what do you think um i've had time to ruminate on this and i i mean not that my feelings have changed out in any sense. Like, I think it's still a great movie. You have issues with, like, the plot being a little predictable and, like, tipping its hand a little too early on what it is. But, like, I kind of don't agree with the critique some people have made that the film is uh, not a relatable film and that it's trying too hard to be, like, one that is, like, in the moment. Like, a movie for the moment, you know what I mean? Because it, it does tackle, like, the very Zoomer form of living and that sort of family structure. But I lived with a family of four. That that was, like, my sister was older than me. I was the younger brother. And I had to see her go off to college. Yes, we didn't have the same, like, relationship that Katie and her brother do. Uh, but I feel like that that transition is so well captured in this film and how everything sort of changes. And it, it's not just with Katie. You know, it's not just with her 
trying to find new friends and you know move on from her her family it's about the parents and the son the son as well like the 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 little brother is having a little hard time adjusting to his sister and him being like the only person in the house that his parents have to pay yeah. attention to and how he doesn't think that he can kind of cope without an older sibling mm-hmm. to be there for him. Uh, Chris, you might relate to that being the youngest sibling in your family. Actually, that's funny. All of us have big sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I, Ethan, are you the youngest too? Yeah, I am. So we're, we're all the youngest. youngest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, like that to me is extremely relatable, but then there's also like the parents, right? Like the parents have to come to terms. And my parents were very supportive in my career, but I, I like, I can understand like the perspective of a father who's like, not really sure, like how to handle that relationship. A father who is like, this is their baby and they're moving on. Uh, you know what I mean? They're moving on with their life and they're willing to forget everything, even if they're not ready to let go. Yeah. And the parents in this movie do a great job at balancing that. I'm trying to be supportive of my, my uh, child while also being like extremely afraid for them and what might happen when they're alone. And I think that is captured wonderfully here and it's never lost in the science fiction bombast and comedy, which is just an addition. Like the, the Furby scene at the mall, Oh my, oh. I, I almost lost my mind when the Furbies see them. <laughs> like, I was like, I saw like the Furbies like in like, because of when they first see them. The marketing material. And then I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And then, I, and then, and then the giant one, like Godzilla size one, I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? And like, <laughs> like, I remember I watched it with Cody um, and he told me right from the beginning, like, this is like, he knew that this was going to hit me home and it did. But he also told me throughout this entire film, I am going to continuously be looking at the image and thinking, what the hell am I looking at? And why is it so beautiful? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, okay. So like, for example, Ethan, I know like, you gave this movie three three stars out of five, so like you like you liked it just fine, I yeah. think. Um, but like, yeah. would, would you agree that like the visual and the animation style and all that is like really charming and crazy? I think that's what carried the movie for me, to be honest. Like, I I just I love this sort of Sony Pictures is like they're, they're sort of creating their own visual style. Mm-hmm. You know, they're it's transcending more than just 2d animation more than just 3d animation they're sort of combining them both and finding this weird sort of it's it's like digital but also sort of uh like rough and hand-drawn you know but it's also like super vibrant and clean you know it's hard to Mm -hmm. define and i'd love to see them continue post spider-verse and post mitchell's versus machines to use this sort of this look to their films and i think that's what would create like a standout for this animation studio to like compete with like say a dreamworks or uh, a disney you know or a pixar or um a warner brothers animation you know i think that's that's like the the real route to make them sort of like the dominating force in animation um for me i think uh this was an interesting experience for me because i feel like i i hadn't really felt um the effects of what uh pacing of internet content has done to films until this movie yeah, i agree I, with that too I, this movie feels like it's paced like a youtube video you know i feel like i do get that it's constant it's constantly trying to keep your your attention like keep you engaged keep you like your attention in terms of like it's action set pieces it's jokes it's throwing a joke like a joke a minute you know um and for me like i don't know i don't necessarily like that when movies do that because 
odds are like most of them do miss and i think most of them did miss for me uh, unfortunately but um and then i think what the thing that i that vexed me the most was its emotional moments i felt like it was trying too hard to sort of pixar eyes their emotional moments and they paced those scenes out whereas like there was a bunch of those moments early on in the film and then at the very end of the film you know and then there's this large gap where i feel like they sort of blew their load in getting me emotional for these characters at the beginning that like I didn't feel it at the end, you know? I was like, oh. okay, we, I kind of like, I kind of already sw- swelled up at the beginning of the film. Like, I don't, this isn't really a, doing it for me, you know? That's a great critique, to be honest. I think, um, looking back, like, I, I would say most of the internet culture jokes missed with me, probably because I'm getting older. Um, but when it comes to like the like nostalgia and family jokes, like those hit. But then, like, I agree with the emotional beats and stuff. I I don't think it I, I don't think the uh the internet culture jokes sort of like they didn't they didn't necessarily hit me either but I don't think it's because I'm getting older I think it's because I could clearly tell that these jokes were being made by someone who's older than me you know it, a, a lot of these jokes often felt like how do you do my fellow children you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> the Steve yeah. Buscemi meme with him on the skateboard I just felt like a lot of these jokes are like five or ten years too late which may have been like timely for this older person when they just discovered it you know but like yeah for me i'm like all right you know that's it's sort of it, that and that's sort of like another unfortunate thing in the internet is like sort of comedy and jokes because we're all so connected with one another and we can play off each other like 24 hours a day we can beat jokes down like a dead horse instantly you know mm-hmm. it not like some jokes from movies and stuff like that where those go on for ages because people don't really talk about them or use them as much as like memes and stuff like that where you know like how often do you see a meme like have a lifespan for more than like two months you know right it's it used to be the meme lifespan was like years right and now it's like you you will see a meme except for among us uh last for like and i i'm getting so sick and tired of among us jokes i i'm getting so ugh dude that's really sus of you fuck off (laughs) but you know what's funny is now people are taking jokes from early internet and sort of making new jokes i don't know if you've seen like a lot of people are now using troll face to like make these crazy situations one of my favorite uh, jokes right now is like uh if you've seen the troll face of him holding the shotgun behind the table and there's the two people bursting in the room where it's like stop da 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 and the troll face is like crazy says i hate da 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 i hate da 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 and it's like (laughs) i think that i think that joke's really good it's like reusing old material you know and making new stuff out of it um but yeah okay going back to mitchell's versus machines i just don't think the, the humor got me that well i think uh but i think this is a very promising uh movie for them just to see if like and I know, I, and I'm happy that this is getting good, good reception, because now this is telling the studio, this movie in St- Spider-Verse, this is the way to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. I, I can't wait to see how they use this technology more, because I found out that they actually reuse stuff from Spider-Verse in this movie. Like, one of the animators tweeted out that, like, you know the scene when the robots are taking over the world and they go to Japan? Yeah. Uh-huh. That that oh. model of of uh, Tokyo, they reused Times Square from Spider Verse. Like they already oh, had the models, wow. they just put it in, and they they just re, they changed the signs and everything like that. You know, 
And that's cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I just like, I want to see this style continue and more exciting projects that like, I think that's like the future. Like, I think that's the 2020s in animation. I think that's the 2020s look, you know? Yeah. yeah 2010s really didn't have a look, right? If we're thinking looking at animation right like if we're looking at like all the studios none of them really had their like illumination i guess had to look not a good one yeah uh, but like now they're all starting to like find their niche i yeah. i think and 2010s sort of i think 2010s animation was just striving for photorealism mm -hmm. and i think that peaked with toy story 4 and yes. soul and coco you know um and now i think we're going to be going into something that's more uh abstract bombastic yeah. and use and exploring what you can do with computer animation and blending that with uh sort of digital art you know yeah yeah i agree with that and one that's, thing ex I wanna, that's exciting one thing i want to acknowledge about uh mitchell's voice machines i don't think it's talked about very much um but i think should be is um i think it it is i've seen like a billion articles about it um mitchell's voice machines is an incredibly lgbt friendly film Kitty is openly gay yeah. about this movie. Um, That's right. Very much a lot of like, obviously there's a lot of symbolism. Like she's wearing like this rainbow pin. Um, there's like little like hints of it. Like there are hints of it. Like um, for example, she's introducing her favorite filmmakers. And one of them is Celine Sciamma, who is the director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, yeah. And there's also like little things like um, uh, Kate, um, Kitty's mom asks her, are you bringing, are you and Jade official? And will you be bringing her home with you for Thanksgiving? Like just little ways of kind of like openly discuss, like openly like discussing that, not necessarily making it the forefront of the story, but that being an, an explicit like conversation, but not necessarily mm -hmm. as part of that story, not necessarily, you know, yeah. Like it's just like, it's just part of that world for them. And that's very, I think that's great. Um, yeah. Better than Disney. I think, I think you're right on the money. It's like, it, a lot of films that use LGBT characters sort of either depict them as their like uh, their sexual identity as like their main character trait, yeah, or as the point of their trauma. You know, where you don't see that with straight characters. Like there, there's just we've we've learned like we just know how to write straight characters as these are these characters there's all these things about them and they're straight like, like just through simple coding and stuff like that mm. and i think mitchell's versus the machines does that excellently with gay characters where i feel like this is like this is the this is also the future of like lgbtq representation of sort of how to write a character where uh yes their their sort of sexual identity is important to them but that it's not the crux of their character yeah you know yeah. just like how we don't have straight characters where them liking well, actually, sometimes we do them liking girls, <laughs> and, and then it becomes like a weird incel movie, you know. <laughs> uh, Joker is like the crux, <laughs> the crux of their characters, you know. And it's, yeah, I just I, that's another factor of this movie that I really love, and just sort of, this movie holds a lot of potentiality, the potentiality yeah. for the future. It's better it. than what Disney's doing. I'm telling you, with their Disney's first, first five fifties 500th first gay character. Did you see <laughs> Sasha's tweet by the way, where they're like? Now that Disney has acquired uh, Blue Sky Studios, now Disney truly owns the first gay characters in uh, an animated film. And it's, <laughs> yeah. those two, it's those two rhinos from Ice Age. <laughs> where it's like, Carl, he's stepping in our salad. <laughs> and I'm like, that's on the money. That's on the money right there. Okay, wow, we talked about that movie for a while. That was great. 
Uh, all right, now we can go on to my real third pick because <laughs> I couldn't. No, pick, you're uh, disqualified. I <laughs> uh, couldn't pick the, uh, the the other film, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, this is a movie at the the time I originally gave a three and a half, but now that I'm living that postgraduate lifestyle, I think it'll resonate me resonate with me a lot more. Uh, you picked a movie about going in. I'm picking a movie about leaving college. That is, of course, The Graduate. Uh, uh, man, like when I watch this movie, I was like, you can't. Re- no one will ever feel that lost after they graduate college. But I'm, I'm telling you, in the past week, I have been bombarded with people saying, "Well, what's next for you, Ethan? What are you gonna do next? You know, like what are you, what are your plans this summer?" And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so happening, and. <laughs> It, it's just like oh it's the worst and the way mike nichols sort of just like captures this like feeling of being lost as well as just anxiety you know through dustin hoffman's character it's so good you know now yeah. i'm just like looking back on it it's so good and just like the insane situation he gets himself in you know with uh mrs, mrs. robinson, robinson. <laughs> mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me yeah and it's just like the way doesn't hoffman like portrays like sort of just this panic but like also like this implicit desire to go through with these you know at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. uh it's crazy and then of there's a reason why the ending is so iconic because they the character succeeds in what he wants to do but then and he's like fuck now what you know mm-hmm. and that's that's just fucking life, you know. I think, I think I might just change my my score for the film right now while I'm talking about it because now it's just like, it, it seriously, it's only been a few days being out of college. I, I, this feels so cliche, but it's like, it's insane how much more this film speaks to me now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, I know you yes. love this film. What What do you think about the graduate? I, I really do love this film, and I totally get what you mean, Ethan, when you were talking about like kind of like that kind of like melancholic like lost lost in translation kind of feeling you know like like kind of just living living afloat i guess is kind of the the way to describe it like just kind of existing and not really having a defined purpose for your, let alone for yourself but that other like other people are trying to pressure you into kind of like defining yourself right away like that's you know i mean everybody i feel like will find a level of um relatability to this film because i think at some point everybody's going to feel a little bit lost in their lives and you know we're in the exact same position that he was in when he when you know when that dustin hoffman was in in the beginning of this movie and i definitely feel that and like you said the the situation that he gets himself into with mrs robinson is absolutely insane and obviously you have the that last sequence where um you know i and also like this movie's a really great movie about like like social um, inhibition and just kind of like letting yourself run free. Right. And kind of, but also um, the end of the film, if that last sequence on that bus with that one shot of the two of them redefines this film's meaning to me, because it's like, it's almost like it's like a bitter truth in a weird way that like, you know, being lost is terrifying and it's, it's, the scariest part of that movie to me is that last scene because they make this crazy drastic jump in their lives and you don't know where it's going to go. 
Because, like, you know, that movie mm-hmm. could have ended very differently. They could have left us. They had a beautiful shot of them driving off into the sunset and play some rock music or some shit, and it's happy ending. But life's not, life's not like yeah. that. Like, there are consequences to what you do or, or what you don't do. And I think this film does that beautifully. Um, I don't think I've seen a film with that, like, where one extra shot made that substantial of a difference to me. And I think they did that beautifully. Well, what do you think about this movie, Brandon? Wee-oo. Ooh. Ah, yes, this movie. <laughs> what is what this light? What do you think this movie? I'm going to kill you're going to kill me. Um please. I, I really, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> I really like it. I really like it. <laughs> oh, Chris looks blazed by a light. Don't blaze me. I look <laughs> blazed. Are you kidding me? That's I am I'm so sick and tired of these pink neon lights making me look like Thanos every fucking episode. Why don't you change it? Though? I mean, I could, but it's just extra effort to go turn on the light. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, the important information for our listeners to this audio podcast. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, um, the Graduate. Very good movie. Uh, I feel a, a lot of the same stuff you guys feel about it. We It has the very similar ending to uh, Muriel's Wedding, and a, a film we watched in our Australian cinema class. You remember? Oh, yeah. When she's leaving Porpoise Spit. Um, but she has a more, like, it's hardened more, grasp. It's more optimistic, I feel. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it's more optimistic than that because throughout this film, Hoffman is grasping at strings to find where he truly belongs, right? And, yeah, he <laughs> he never truly, like, finds that that place. Every time he sort of, sort of finds a bit of certainty to grab onto, whether that be a job opportunity, whether that be a relationship, whether that be like uh, a friendship, you know, all of these things, right? He will always be like, what's next? Because there is no certainty after that, after you do all those things, because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that job or stay in that relationship or what is the whole point of it other than to have this one thing from happening? Uh, well, uh, yeah, one thing happening. Uh afterwards is just as important and it's hard to plan that out chris has been playing with a flashlight this entire time <laughs> chris has been giving us a little light show <laughs> it's it's uh, dinner with brandon's feast of a discussion and a show yeah I love it. uh it's lovely lovely uh it, it i think we've all given it the same rating now four stars it's a yep. very good movie i i don't relate to it as much as i relate to kicking and screaming but they are very much about the same things. And they that one's more of a classic. I'll give them that. Classic. classic. The Graduate. Classic. Oh, classic. 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 Another classic. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, those are all of our films. Uh, we, got a, we got a really good list here. Um, so before we run down our final stack, let's, of course, run down all of our picks one more time. Just to remind everyone. So I'll start off with my picks are Old School, Raw, and The Graduate. Brandon? Mm-hmm. And I picked Everybody Wants Some, Animal House, and Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> Dramatic pauses, dude. They'll, they'll work, they'll work wonders for you. Yeah. Sometimes you do those pauses. I get texts from my mom. She's like, whenever Brandon does a pause, like, I, I think there's something wrong with the audio. Like, did, the, did I accidentally <laughs> stop the podcast? Or <laughs> No, you just don't close the gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't close the gap up enough. Chris, what are your films? My films are Monsters University, The Social Network, and The Mitchells vs. the Machines. 
Boom. Okay, now Brandon, I like I like this sort of format for a final stack of doing the coming, the middle, and the leaving. I think we all have films that could the fit coming. into those. The coming. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought the same. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like that so, structure, I think is really great because it captures the transitionary thing in total, and you might come out of it a different person. Yeah, I have, I have a proposal. Go okay. for it. So Proposed to get us this. with um coming, the coming <laughs> is um Mitchell's versus Machines. I think that's a very fun movie, a great way to get started. Very heartwarming, very crowd pleasing. Okay. Um, next up, I would say Raw. I think that is also a very unique genre bending film. And finally, I think Kicking and Screaming. Mm. Do I have any retorts? I, I uh, have a retort. I like I the think... leaving and the co- the coming, but I don't like, I, I, I think Raw, I, I don't know. I think Mitchell's vs. Machines is good. I was going to say that or uh, Monsters University for the, like the introduction to college, the, the like going to college. Fair. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And then for the intermediate, I was thinking Animal House just because that film is so iconic, you know, and I, I have no doubt I'll enjoy that one, you know, and, uh, that or social network, I could go either way, but that, that one's more, you know, outside of college too. Um, That's more leaving. Yeah. More leaving or we could do old school, but I don't think so. Um, Mm -hmm. and then for the last one, I was thinking the graduate just because of just how much we just all gushed about it, you know? Um, I mean, I didn't gush about it. Well, I did. And yeah, Chris, I know. Chris did, and you, you, you liked it, so I, I liked it. <laughs> but I do I, think I, I do think Mitchell's versus Machines is a must on this list, honestly, just because of I love the conversation we just had about it. Um, I think you'd be kicking and screaming if you didn't pick kicking and screaming once you see it. Really, you think that'll be it? Yeah. Okay. Or you'll or you'll hate it just like everybody wants them. It it will go either way for you. <laughs> really? Because, well, I'm I, I like Bob films. He's 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 swinging at I think seventy five percent for me. I didn't like Francis Ha, but I did like uh, Squid and the Whale and Marriage Story. So okay, the only thing I'm gonna say is that like it is male. Dom- there are like female characters in it. Mm-hmm. They're just it, they're just not as like prominent as the the male friends within the film. But I think it's relatable because of I think it has more of a focus than The Graduate does. Really, I, th- I think the graduate isn't particularly always focused on how Hoffman's feeling about um college his college experience because it like you never really see it end. You know what I mean? There's no graduation. Like it's the graduate, but he you don't see the graduation, uh, or you don't see the graduation party. Uh, it's more so like you 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 get his mindset at first and at the end, and the middle is just kind of aimless, which I guess is kind of the point. But I think it's more focused and like in kicking and screaming because these characters actively in the year after college are talking about like their struggles and or not talking about it. And you can clearly tell it, but then again, I don't know if you'll like people talking about the philosophical stuff, especially if they're, they're white men, but I, I I don't know. (laughs) Why would I not like that? I'm, I'm putting out a video essay about me talking about philosophical stuff on Monday. Check it out. Like our video going out of reviews are not reviews. Our video essays will be out by the time this drops. Well, I'm just saying because link later, you know, because of his movies. Well, no, I like when people talk about philosophy. I don't care if it's a white dude. I just don't like how link later does it. That's all I'm saying. I like waking life though. I think that's a good way of talking about philosophy because he does it in a visual sense instead of a white dude vomiting it onto me. Um, Okay. 
I, you know what? This is a, this is a show about picking recommendations. I'm open to kicking and screaming. Chris, are you open to it? I'm I'm fine with I'm having a lot of this. I I I think the way Brand described it, it does sound like a movie that's really good for, um, you know, leaving it's college. A comedy and a drama, so that yeah. works for it too. And it's yeah, on Netflix, so. so maybe maybe I'll watch it this week, and then I'll come over to your house, my house. Welcome it's not, to not, my house. <laughs> it's not your house until you pay rent on the thirty first, Mister. You don't get that. You don't fix that goddamn door. I don't pay the rent. <laughs> um, I need okay. rent. You get your rent when you fix this damn door. Damn door. <laughs> He's uh, a good boy. Is Spider Man two a college movie? No, <laughs> he doesn't go to college. He isn't college. Uh, he isn't college throughout those movies. We just oh yeah, he does, but he's just. Fuck it. He's we, just really bad at college. It's because he's... Yeah, he sucks at college. He's skipping class because he's Spider-Man. Uh, all right. So, King and Screaming. And then... I feel like... You know what, Chris? I could go with that. I could go Mitchells vs. Machines, Raw, King and Screaming. I, th- I I just think it's two two films about in going to college. But yours is really, really leading up to it. Like we don't really see her in college until literally very, the, the credit scenes, you know, it's extremely yeah. optimistic as well. Yeah. So, that's, so I think my, mine's a mix. Yeah. Mine's a mixture between optimism and pessimism and yours is kind of pessimistic, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I just think it's like preparing viewers for the worst really, you know? Well, I think that's good. We have a balance. In a then, weird way. You yeah. Know? You have like, you have like your expectation the result and what you do with it you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i got that i like uh, and that and very weird, should that be exactly. that's going to be our order right yeah of course why would you would do it any no do the last one first let's do, do it in reverse we're going back <laughs> hey it's rewind time all right that's hot <laughs> that's hot that is kind of hot also, he said we, that we in spies in disguise spies in disguise yeah <laughs> everybody also said um listen i don't care that your name is jeff I don't care that your name is Jeff. That had to be a my name is Jeff joke. Come on. No, it had. It, of course it is. It had to be. Ethan, literally since I first saw that movie, I was like, I need to see this with Ethan. Like right now. <laughs> For that I'm one so one. glad I did. Also, shout out 22 Jump Street. That was a that, that was yes, almost a close that pick. Was, that was going to be on mine, but we put it for uh, friendship movies. That's right. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, well that's good. I I almost picked it instead of the graduate. And imagine if I did that twice. All right, twenty two to oh, we've already picked that. All right, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, let's then let's run down our final stack for okay, see ya. Uh <laughs> and the podcast. He's like, I already know the final stack, I'm out of here. <laughs> our rec- our recording robot for our prior recording just left. Um that's fine. Uh, okay, so this is Stack's official college movie experience final stack. Starting with Chris, you want to kick off this list? Yep. Our very first film is the 2021 animated film, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, an incredible uh, visual and auditory experience um, that enthralls you with um, a discussion on AI and uh, capitalism, but also a really, really emotional and um wild and fun crazy adventure about loving your family and yourself and our second film is about the scariness the the freakiness the screamishness the anxiety of going to college and finding your people finding your belonging 
and making it an identity for yourself that's not from the ones that came before you that is raw a movie that takes those ideas and puts it in the lens of the subgenre of like uh disgusting horror by following this girl this vegan girl who goes to veterinarian school and finds out that she's a cannibal and our last film not a ghost movie (laughs) i never (laughs) (laughs) our last film is kicking and screaming a 1995 noah bomback film that tackles everything you need to know about post-college life the aimlessness the optimism the relationships you'll have the friendships you'll lose it is overall overall one of the best college films to see as you're exiting and graduating and there you have it everyone that is our stack of college movies our episode i'd like to thank you all for listening kick it with us for wow i think let's see when did our, our first episode came out the first week of june i believe we're almost hitting at a year of stack which is crazy uh i'd like to thank you all for sticking with us i know viewership has been low right now but hey for the real ones and for the and for those people who listen to our 2000s movies those 600 people we miss you come please come back <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry we did vegan movies i'm, so, I'm sorry 